Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Love, Sex and Situationships. I'm your host Maya and I'm Phoebe and we're back at it again and this time with the intimacy episode. So today we're going to be talking about how to make sex sexy. (laughs) Because even though it seems blatant, apparently it's not. I mean, I think everyone's had unsexy sex. Definitely. You know when the guy's looking over your shoulder? (laughs) (laughs) Just staring at the wall, like in focus. Maybe take a moment, listeners, to just have have a moment of reflection. Think about the unsexy. Because we were saying we should do an ASMR episode before we started recording. So take a moment of reflection to think about unsexy sex that you may have had. Is this now a meditation podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And today we'll be taking you through (laughs) the intimacy of meditation. (laughs) Because meditation can be intimate. (laughs) Oh no. Anyway, so this whole episode... Can intimacy be... Can meditation be intimacy? Can intimacy be meditation? I think intimacy could be meditation. Can it? Yeah. How? I mean, meditation Sexual like... Sexual meditation. You have to, like, you know, empty your mind of thoughts. No, but also, like, being uh, being mindful. Like, that's an element of um, meditation. Can you imagine, like, like, mid-sex, you're just like, oh, one sec, let me just, you know... Let me just be Meditate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think more, more actually, like, being mindful, because when I was researching an article, um, it was saying, like, like focusing on being mindful, because, like, meditation is also sometimes about... You know, like, have you ever meditated where you've had to kind of force yourself to do the meditating and not just think about something else? Yeah, I mean, that's my brain, like, yeah, all the time. And then when one is having sex, like, have you heard that thing where it's like, the if shopping you can make, list, yes, if you can make a shopping list, my mom says this, my yeah. mom's always said this, if you can make a shopping list in your head, get out of there. Exactly, exactly. And then I had um, one partner once told me that he knew it was a bad shag because he was thinking about whether he'd left the stove turned on downstairs. And he was thinking, oh, I should probably go and check if the stove's left on or not, you know, like mid-shag. Have you ever had, like, you know, mid-shag that you have a complete, like, anxiety reminder and you're like, oh my god, I completely, like, have something to do. (laughs) I have a deadline, sorry. Yeah, so I think in that way, being mindful is, like, a useful skill to be able to have. This wasn't where we thought this was going, but... No, this is a complete tangent (laughs) on the episode. But anyway, so... Meditate before sex. <laughs> Potentially after. If you're, Sometimes during. The cigarette after sex thing, that's like some form of a, a ritual. This feels really like blasphemy on what meditation should be. Um, yeah, I don't think any meditation experts can agree with us on this one. No, but I do think that is a moment of mindfulness. Well, smoking after sex to yes. forget the partner. No, it's not to forget the partner, Phoebe. Clearly you've never done it. It's like, it's, it's just like a moment of deep relaxation. And it's no. kind of like an end to a ritual. Well, clearly we agree to disagree here. I don't know. I've always thought of smoking after sex as, you know, what you do when you like, it's a good way to like yeet your way out of the room. It's like, what? oh, I'm going to have a cig no. and they just never return. No, it's a bonding activity where you both go, now let's have a cigarette. Oh, that's so funny. I've used it completely opposite. I, th- I think anyone listening who has had a cigarette after sex and enjoys it or has it as part of their sex routine will understand where I'm coming from. I would think people agree with me. I'm curious about now. I think it actually makes the sex better, the fact that there's going to be a cigarette. Have you ever had a joint while, while shagging? Oh my goodness, Phoebe, I literally had 
not to mention any names, I had someone tell me the other day that this was the least sexy thing that their previous partner had ever done. Like, was take, uh, <laughs> was start vaping whilst on top. Oh my God. <laughs> Vape nation. Vaping is like, oh, vaping just feels so tacky though. That is tacky. Imagine someone whips out a vape and starts blowing smoke rings whilst they're shacking you. Oh my God. Yeah, so no Do you need no a burst smoke ring around a dick? Potentially. It depends, I think, on both if the dick is very still and how good your smoke ring abilities are. If anyone can do this, please let us know. <laughs> we should really have, like, uh, we should be having an Instagram so people can send in their feedback, like, yes. Because you know you can do, like, polls on Instagram. Oh, no, this is going to... And then it could be, like, have you ever blown a smoke ring on a dick? I feel like we're going to find out too much. Are polls anonymous? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we'd have, like, no answers either. Anyway, the intimacy episode... Because being into someone is just the first step. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like an advert. For I was just about, I was trying to think of the word. And I was thinking of jingle, but in my head, all I could think of was like jingle jangle from Riverdale. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. No, Do you know it's, what, it's like actually? It's a catchphrase, I yeah. think. Or like a slogan. Yeah. Yeah. It can be our slogan. <laughs> it can be our slogan. So we were discussing the fact that, first off, making sex feel sexy you know having like good sexy time with someone it's not just about attraction no like you can you know okay i i think more and i slightly disagree on this but i think you need a base level of attraction i definitely think you need that i just know of several people who you know had like the best shags ever with someone that they weren't initially like damn that's like the hottest person I've ever seen. I don't think you need to think that, but I do think you need to kind of see them and be like, oh, they are attractive, even if they're not attractive to yeah, me. Yeah, like you need, you need to think someone is pleasant to look at, like at least a bit. You know, you don't want to actually like be actively repulsed. Yeah. And just be like, oh, I mean, it's more than chemistry. that though. It's more than, you know, kind of like, oh, like I think they're attractive. I can see why other people would think they're attractive. And then like, as you get to know them. Uh, yeah, that's the important thing I think is that you need to, you know, really have like a chemistry there, you know. Yeah. Build on. The chemistry is the most important part because the amount of times like you meet someone in a club or like out on dating apps mm. in the street at yeah, Rooters Island. Thing, like with, with dating apps, it's really difficult to know if you have actual in-person chemistry with someone. I think that's the worst thing. That's why they can be so hit and miss, I think. Especially because you base dating apps so much on your like interests and Oh, yeah. What was it you were saying earlier about... Um... Yeah, so I was having a chat today um, with a friend and he was saying that he had a pep talk from one of his mates saying, when you go on a first date with someone, don't be asking, like, what kind of music do you listen to? And seeing if you have that in common, because it really doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's it's what someone's character is like. It's how you guys, like, I don't know, re- respond to bigger things it's what your morals are that actually makes chemistry and actually and whether you have the same sense of humor blah 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 what your like actual values oh humor are is life. so important exactly it's not whether you both listen to harry styles you know <laughs> because at the end of the day that that's not you know great you can have kind of a superficial connection based off of that but it's also it's boring if someone's what's the example used at the shouting match <laughs> yeah um so this guy told his friend uh, that you should be asking on a first date, 
would you shout at me in public, you know, if we had an argument, rather than... I think that's such a good tell, though, because that would... Oh, my gosh, if that happened to me, I think I would just straight up leave. I think exactly. I would block them and leave. But it's so much more important knowing things like that rather than knowing, yeah, what was their favourite cartoon. Do you know what I always ask? Or whatever. Is if, you know the trolley problem <clears throat> where, like, mm. you're, you can control the trolley and you can switch it to kill two people instead of five. We also talked about this today, that same conversation. I always ask people that on a first date because it's so interesting. You know what's a more say. interesting variant of that is that apparently there was a real-life case... Uh, on a boat where there was a handful of people there they were all starving and then at one point they decided to vote on whether they would kill someone and eat them so that they could survive and then they ended up i think the person who was killed actually volunteered but that's a bit it was like is that immoral or not but that's a bit different because that's a survival scenario whereas Mm. the trolley problem isn't based on your own personal survival it's based on others survival this is true and, like, in a survival situation, I think everyone would do... Apparently not, though, because apparently this was in a philosophy class. Um, and someone was like, you know, killing someone is wrong always. Cannibalism is wrong always. I don't think... <laughs> like, I love how this episode has went on talking cannibalism. No, but <laughs> I, I do... I think... I mean, okay, everyone will have different opinions on this, obviously. But I think it's important, those sort of questions, because they're going to really tell you what that person's character is like yeah definitely definitely and like you know just knowing what's important to someone like is family the most important thing to them you know what is a really cool thing not necessarily to do on a first date but maybe a couple dates in is the 36 questions to fall in love oh my god that's so many questions no okay but (laughs) hear me out some of them are very short it's just like what celebrity would you take to dinner or if you could take anyone to dinner in the world who would it be who would you take to dinner i think i do they have to be alive? No, no. I think I um, might have said Tracy Chapman or someone. Interesting. I can't remember who. I think it was it was a musician. But I actually can't remember. And also because mine always changes. Yeah. Yeah. You? I was just thinking, I'm actually, I'm not sure. Reflect on it and get back to me. But no, so these 36 questions... Apparently they're designed to make one fall in love with the person that they're doing it with. But that's not really like, you know, obviously don't tell that to your date. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're stuck for conversation or even if you just want to bond with someone, I think they're actually amazing because they get uh, progressively more intimate as you go along. So it starts off quite superficial and then it will get to um, what was the worst day of your life or, you know, what would the best day of your life be? Like, what would your perfect day be? Things like this. And then you really find out through these questions like, you know, what someone is actually like and i feel like it's a real indicator of whether you're compatible with someone and it really creates intimacy doing those so highly recommend it speaking of tests to do intimacy Mm. i (laughs) slightly different vein Mm. but i always think you should do the kink test with people or at least know going into something what your kinks are what their kinks are yeah but i think i feel like the kink test because there's three options on every question Mm. it's uh, or maybe it's more actually, but it's like, I would like to do this. I want to do this. I would if my partner is interested in it. And like, no, wait, that's four options. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, Maths. <laughs> and there's so many questions. But it's really, if, you, if you're if you a bit nervous to say stuff, and I, <laughs> Maya's looking very sad that I have no coffee left for her to steal. Yeah, I really fancied some coffee. But um, it's, I don't know, I, I would personally get quite nervous on the, like, 
first couple of dates being like, oh, I'm into these kind of things. But I feel like this I takes that actually, pressure off it. I don't know if th- I don't think this is a controversial opinion to have. I think you should talk about what you're into after you've had sex for the first time. Oh, I do not time, think that. Oh, really? Because I think the first time should always be meh, bit basic, bit vanilla. And then afterwards you go, okay, what are you into? No, I think the first time should be vanilla. But I do think you can kind of discuss what you're into and what you're not into. The thing is, I think, it, yeah, okay, you, you can say, I don't like this. Not but in, also, like, detailed terms, but kind of just being like, oh, you know, like, I don't like it being super slow and gentle, for yeah, instance. but then you can say that during sex as well, which we will get to in this episode, Dirty Talk. But um, I feel far too awkward to say that during sex. I don't think I'd have the confidence to really? be like... To say, like, to ask someone for something that you want like i have to do it beforehand because if i do it oh, during i'll get so in my own head about because i just feel like before you sleep with someone new it, it's just the fact that it is so new it's kind of like just getting to know each other in a physical way yeah. and, okay maybe after you know, the first time but like straight after but i would never say it during really yeah because yeah. okay. i i just think you know sharing someone for the first time if if they go straight in with the kinks it's weird you know even if you've said oh sometimes i like it like this if they just go in and start immediately throttling you yeah that's <laughs> not quite what i was meaning like that yeah okay i meant kind of just like you broadly say what you like mm, okay. so that you know it's not terrible i think you want to assess first for me anyway whether i have chemistry with that person otherwise i'm not even going to want to shag them again that's fair you know and even if they are doing everything that on paper i want if we don't have sexual chemistry, which I think... Do you think you can only find out if you have sexual sexual chemistry with someone by having sex with them? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think you can find out if you have sexual chemistry beforehand. I think you can find out if you're sexually compatible only during sex. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Although, chemistry and compatibility... I think they're different. I think chemistry is having that, like, you know, like kind of, like, sexual attraction. Like, mm-hmm. And do you think you can tell that from kissing someone definitely because i had someone the other day tell me not going to mention any names <laughs> but they don't listen to this podcast anyway so it doesn't matter <laughs> but um they they told me that even if someone is a terrible kisser it doesn't necessarily indicate that they're bad in bed oh no absolutely if you're a bad kisser i will Bloody not be lie. shagging you exactly if you're washing machining me don't think that there's going to be any going further than that you know, absolutely not Ab- like, like that is your chance no that's your chance to impress like you know and then you think if someone's an awful kisser like how is it that no one has ever informed them of that you gave me such a absolute existential crisis about this <laughs> my and i once kissed at a club okay this was because my ex was in the club <laughs> and <laughs> And this was in Nick's actually, and you yeah. know, there's like the second level for those of the listeners who've been to Nick's, and that level like overlooks basically the whole club. And Phoebe and I were dancing on it. My ex was down on the floor being a hoe. <laughs> like, you can't just grab my face. You're no, like, no, no. We were like, we should kiss. Yeah, and then you just kind of went in, and I was not mentally prepared. Or I would argue this serves you back for the sex club when you just went in 
Do you remember when that? So, oh yes, okay, I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> Backstory: Phoebe and I did not go as a couple to a sex club. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that. We actually went with a group for a girls' night because it was cheaper, cheaper than the spa. For it's, reference, there was like a sauna and a pool, free food, exactly. And, and I actually ten found, euros entry, which you get back in drinks. Ten so out of ten would recommend. If you're going with a girls' group for a very cheap spa night, we also then, got a free salsa lesson. It was great. Actually, it was wonderful, and we didn't do. We didn't do the sex, so no. I had a great time. No, it was it was fine, but yeah, Phoebe and I kissed there. Won't go into that. No, <laughs> but yeah, I think any of the times we've kissed, either of us have been quite blown away. No, I think it's because we don't have sexual chemistry. Phoebe. We don't. I don't think we have sexual Unfortunately, chemistry. Unfortunately, we have podcast chemistry, <laughs> but we <laughs> we don't have a uh, yeah. And this is why Phoebe can you ma- and I aren't dating. Yeah, can you imagine? This is why we're like, oh yeah, so by the way, everyone, we imagine, are actually dating. Imagine if this was the moment where we realised that we should date. Oh my God. Like, actually, we do. That really meant something to me. That'd be hilarious. Imagine our partners listening to this being like, oh my God, what? <laughs> <laughs> also, this would mean that they would have to listen to this. Otherwise, they don't find out important things like the fact that we're dating. Actually, that'd be so much funny if we never told them. We're just like, you have to listen to our podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, you won't find out important life events. But right, so... Where were we? <laughs> this is like the most off track that we've got <laughs> on any of these. Okay. Oh yeah, so kissing, generally a bad indicator, unless it's with a friend for jokes or, or make exes jealous. Yeah, I, I, like uh, snog your friends if you want to snog your friends. But if you're kissing someone that you're dating, that you're into, it is a good indicator, I think, of whether they're good in bed. mm so anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong. Yeah, fully agree with that. <laughs> okay, and this uh, episode I think applies for anyone having sex. This is not just for people with a consistent partner. No, definitely. This is this can be if you're casually shagging someone, even fuck buddies as well. Although, you know, they're always like a weird zone <laughs> to go into. Uh, but obviously, also, you know, have you had a successful fuck buddy? I don't think that I could successfully have a fuck buddy. I'm just, I'm rubbish at at separating sex and feelings. I just, I, you know, I used to really think that I could. And then, yeah, I, I just think if you consistently have sex with someone. I've had it with one me, guy, inevitable. but at the time I was completely like, yeah, I think no. if you're really, really mentally in the space where you're just like, you know, because I've had very successful like one night stands and two night stands, I suppose, but I've not had a consistent fuck buddy of several months or something. I think you I've really thought, have to be in the space where definitely you're either going through a transition or you're just yeah. you're not ready for a full commitment, yeah, whatever definitely. reason. And I know so many people who have been casually shagging someone, you know, and then got burned by it totally, or they've really upset the other person. I just think having consistent sex with someone, you need to really know what the hell you're doing with it. Otherwise it can go so wrong. Yeah. So yeah, but this is for anyone who has sex and wants to make the sex sexy. So one thing that we were saying that is really important in making like a sexy vibe is feeling confident. Definitely. Yeah. Wear something cute. Wear whatever you feel cute in. The first time especially you sleep with someone, I feel like I get really nervous that, you know, especially like I feel like once you get to your 20s, you tend to know how to dress yourself to like 
maximize like how you feel good mm-hmm. you know and then it's often like when you take your clothes off you can feel a bit like oh i don't want you to see certain parts of me for whatever reason although something that has actually made me feel a lot more reassured when you know getting naked with someone for the first time is uh my aunt told me once she was like maya seriously you shouldn't worry about like i don't know having not shaved your legs or something or the fact that you feel bloated or whatever because you know every time you get naked uh, whoever you're about to sleep with is going to think oh my god there is a naked woman in front of me i'm the luckiest person on earth and i kind of think yeah like you with your partners phoebe yeah like your sexual partners have they ever got undressed and you've thought about uh, something or thought okay don't answer that. <laughs> trash trash i personally have never had like you know i thought the guy had like a pointy bone part in the middle of his chest and i've fuck. never been so <laughs> off put by something <laughs> <laughs> so maybe i'm not the best person to listen to no probably not although i actually had was my toxic i had one guy like we didn't shag maybe because of this but he showed me how knobbly his knees were they were like really like like off the charts you know they had like i don't know how many nobbles a knee should have but i think you should just have your kneecap and it seemed like you had about four kneecaps going on so i think in that case but generally like, or do you know what i was once in with a physio and he was really fascinated by my body because <laughs> i'm really hyper mobile oh as in you can like bend everything the wrong way and like is this you, how you started having sex though he was just bending things the <laughs> wrong way he was like oh that's hot no after the first time we slept together like i was i did something with my ankles and he was like that's not normal and i was like is it not and then like he was like I don't play with my ankles. And he was like, this is so cool. And oh, that's nice. It was so, I don't even know how to describe the experience, but it was quite odd. Surreal. <laughs> Surreal. Yeah, that's the word. Well, I think for most of us, it doesn't matter what the other person, you know, if you're into them enough to be taking their clothes off, to be about to have sex with them, you're not going to be put off as soon as their clothes are off. Unless there is something terribly, terribly wrong. Or if you want a real test, take them swimming. Unless they have a really unfortunate tattoo. Oh. Imagine, imagine if they've got one of those like <gasps> arrows on their crotch. Oh, I was thinking like the elephant. The elephant? <gasps> I know what you're talking about. It's horrific. That is horrific. Yeah, okay. So. I think the if you have an unfortunate tattoo, you have your, you're on completely in the right to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you seen, um, there's this f- film, it's called it called cemetery junction and i think it's uh, directed by ricky gervais anyway there's this guy in it who gets a tattoo and it's of a vampire woman with giant boobs looking out a window and that's on the front of his chest and on, on the back is like the, the back view of the same thing anyway if someone has a really dodgy tattoo don't don't you know don't feel bad if you're not interested but yeah feeling confident and this could also constitute like if you want to wear lingerie mm. For for guys, it can sometimes don't wear a thong unless, unless she's into that. Asked for it because I've been asked by a guy before, like, "What would you like me to wear?" I've been asked that too. Yeah, and what sprung to mind was that meme where it says, "Whip out your old fruit of the loom boxes with holes in and rock my world," you know. But I actually, I'm sure you've had this too. Nearly every guy I've slept with has asked me to wear specific things for whatever reason, like. They've liked me in like certain colours or certain outfits. I don't think I've ever had specific 
colours. I think across the board, everyone likes lingerie. So that's a safe bet if you want to make sex sexy. Oh my God, garter belt and like stockings, like with suspenders and stuff. That's like, I think, foolproof. Yeah. I've never met anyone who doesn't like that. No, what I was going to say is I've, despite this, I don't think I've ever had a specific thing for a guy to wear. No, no, me neither. I feel like guys' clothes is... Actually, you actually Maya. Actually. <laughs> so we went to a Matrix party the other week. and Oh, I was not thinking of that. Oh, I, was... I don't know what the fuck. Wait, whisper it to me after. Just, you know, like general at my house. <gasps> okay, at Phoebe's clothes. But this... <laughs> <laughs> it was just a guy who happened to look very, very good in Phoebe's leather jacket. But no, I was thinking more. So before this Matrix party, I um, dragged my partner to... <laughs> some sex shops to try and find like the perfect leather outfit and I found like this this fishnet leather shoulder harness thing and yeah I don't know something about the shoulder harness was was great but I wouldn't say that across the board that is what I want men to wear for me or anyone to wear for me it's not a fishnet can you imagine whipping that out for every guy and being like oh by the way I just really like the shoulder (laughs) harness could you just like pop this on for me love there's a dear yeah no (laughs) Um, I also think it's really important, like, I, I know it's like, it's a boring one, but just feeling safe, feeling comfortable yeah. with someone. Like, in order to be able to feel sexy, I, I think just feeling comfortable and able to... The worst thing is when you don't feel, even if you feel safe, but like you don't feel 100% comfortable, maybe they're not asking you if you like something enough, or if they're just, you know, kind of pushing more on what they like. And just Yeah, because not- I hate that. When mm. sex doesn't feel like a two-person experience or three-person or however many people you want to shag at the time, but, like, when it doesn't feel like you're involved, you know, I, and, and it doesn't feel like it's based on what you both want to do. If someone just has a, a pre-written script in their head of how this is going to go, you know, yeah. they're going to do this, this, and this, on and the this f- is how it's going to finish. Like, I hate that. Yeah, on the flip side of that, whenever you're engaged, like, whenever you start seeing for someone... I think you've always got to be aware that people are going from different backgrounds and mm. may have trauma or may mm, have had absolutely. something happen. Absolutely. And I think it's a really important thing to kind of, not necessarily, don't ask what someone's trauma is, please. <laughs> fuck's sake, no. But do you kind of ask if there's anything they should be aware of or like, you know, just highlight that like, because of previous experiences, something needs to go slow or you don't enjoy certain and things. And I think if you are someone who's had, you know, an unpleasant sexual experience... I think it's totally okay. You shouldn't be worried about telling a partner, you know, or someone you're about to sleep with, listen, I I might get upset about this, this and this, or this isn't something that I want to do. And you don't have to elaborate and you don't have to worry because I, for the longest time, felt like, you know, if I said anything like that, that that person would think less of me for it. But that's not the case at all. Oh, definitely not. It's so easy to kind of get in your own head about those things. Yeah, definitely. So I think it's, it's okay to say, you know, can we go slow or these are things that I'm not into, you know, and you don't even need to say because I've had a bad experience. You just be clear about it and then that's it, you know, and if your partner is someone that you're comfortable with, you feel safe with, then they're going to respect you and respect that. And speaking of stuff like that, someone ages ago told me about like the traffic light system and mm-hmm. I think it's so useful. Mm-hmm. If, okay, for the, say you're seeing with someone, you decided to introduce some kinks or some, you know, other stuff and you're not, fully certain how comfortable you'll be with them Mm -hmm. just use the traffic light system red means stop amber means kind of go slower take it back a notch and green is fine so then someone's your partner can check anything be like how are you feeling you can just be like oh yeah green or whatever yeah yeah i think that's really good because 
I mean, for me, I think if, if there was a safe word, I'd probably forget it. So yeah, traffic lights is traffic easy light to remember. Traffic works quite well, yeah. Um, and communicating and stuff, even if this is a one-night stand from the club, I know it can be more difficult, but I do think, you know, you, you should be in a space where you would be able to say, stop, or I like this, I don't like that. You know, you don't want to be having rubbish shags just because you feel like you can't talk to your sexual partner. Yeah. Um, okay, so in other ways to feel sexy when having sex, I think environment is an important one. Yeah. So Maya has a has a view on this one. Well, <laughs> I personally I think I think there's something to be said about having quickies in public and whatnot, but I think the best shags are not in a toilet stall or in a bush in the park. I think it depends on what you're into. It depends on the bush. <laughs> no, I but think, I think yeah, it, it massively it, it, because some people that really is something they get off on or totally, really enjoy. Totally, but I, I just think for me, and obviously this is just me, but like for me, the best sex is where you actually take your time with it, because also for people with vaginas, it it can take a while to warm up. Yes. <laughs> You know what that made me think of? You know when you're like doing this with your hands. Oh my god! I was thinking of like popping yourself in a microwave. But oh what? No, <laughs> I was thinking of you rolling a stick between your hands. Is that how you make a fire by rolling a stick really fast? Maya, I think it? neither of us are. I didn't qualified. Do, um, I didn't do scouts. I actually, scout? I was a scout leader, and I don't know how to make. A how fire. were you a scout leader? I thought it was by bashing two rocks together. Well, no, no. You must have had to go through the scouts to get to be a scout leader. No, no? I was a nepotism scout leader. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, but for someone, you know, potentially even people penises as well, you know, maybe you you don't want to have to be like up and ready to go for a five minute quickie. So if you're into quickies in public specifically. Go wild. Yeah, that can be great. But I think in general, if you want to have a wonderful shag, feeling comfy, feeling relaxed, safe and knowing that you have time for the shag, that can be nice. Just as a general rule. Yeah, you don't want to have to put a timer on. <laughs> Which we have literally, a friend of ours was on the phone with us the other day and goes, yeah, you know, we were shagging, popped the timer. <laughs> we just were in stitches over this. But um, yeah, and I also think we were having a chat with one of my flatmates the other day and she was saying that she had this incredible date where they just cooked dinner, but he'd said, let's eat it in my room. And in his room, he'd lit candles he had red wine and he had like restaurant music on. No, you put a fireplace on the um on his laptop. Yeah, it's so cute. And I, I th- I'm not gonna lie, I think I'd find that quite cringy. But she for her, this was like the yeah. sexiest thing he could have done. So, you know, anyone listening who wants to make a vibe, you know, with just a boring cooking, staying in dinner date, I do think this would make someone feel special and a lot more inclined to, you know, having a nicer time when you have sex. I'm not, this as a first date that would very as much stress me out. As a first date, I, I just think this guy's a bit. He he's got practice. Like this must have worked on many people. I think it also depends on how person you are. Like if the, your partner is into kind of like that kind of being wooed, go for this. Personally, I would not have enjoyed that. I would have felt think, very stressed because it feels too much for me on a first yeah, date. Yeah, I think I think if you know that someone is, there's a total difference between 
knowing that someone's setting it up to be a nice ambiance to just enjoy the time that you have together, whatever happens. But I've also felt before like I was being prepped to have sex with someone. Like, Ooh, and yes. I just think that that's so problematic. Because, like, one time I had a guy take me out to dinner and then I went to his place before and he poured wine and everything and he put music on and then we were making out and he didn't even want to go out for dinner. Like, he just wanted to jump straight into bed. And was it steak? I, yeah, no. No. Um, this was a... Uh, was this a burger? Yes, this was the burger guy. Maya's burger fell on her lap, which is why I remember <laughs> this story. I had to do the walk of shame in, like, these really dodgy skateboarding shorts. <laughs> but, um... I had yeah. to do that in Vienna. <laughs> skateboarding shorts. No, like, dry, I was hanging out my arsehole wearing a guy's <laughs> giant t-shirt. Sorry, what did you say? I was hanging out my... Arsehole. Have you not what heard that phrase? That it just mean? means I'm really hungover. My God, I've never... You know what springs to mind? That sounds like your loins falling out or something. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, I was very hungover in a giant T-shirt, giant, like, soul. basketball shorts. And my friend's mum had to pick me up. And I was literally wanting to die. Yeah, I, I think... It, <laughs> point being, don't try and prime someone for a shag when you want to shag them. Um... Yeah, I just I think I think it can make someone feel on the spot. You know, like you need to feel like like there's no pressure on having sex. It's also that they want to spend time with you. Yeah, like I I think even you, if it's fake, you know, when couples like do that thing of like saying right Wednesday night we're gonna have sex, scheduling in sex I think is so unsexy. I also think okay, this sounds really me, but I think that's like the most like white trash suburban mum thing. <laughs> I think it's when your relationship is dying and then you're like, you know. Let's, let's get on in therapy on Tuesday and sex or Wednesday. Yeah, because I think you can, it's a difference between scheduling sex and scheduling time with someone. Yeah. You know, and quiet time as well. So it's like with no distractions. So phones off because that is not sexy. If you get a phone call in the middle of sex, you know, or if you're getting your phone going ding, ding, ding the whole time, not sexy. Mm-mm-mm. You know, or if you've got your nice playlist on and it's interrupted. Nah. I used to have, I don't know if you've seen Birdemic, but I had that, <laughs> that the like uh, intro to that as my ringtone. Oh, that's so funny. I went to I've seen someone and like, it literally is like metal screaming, this is Birdemic. <laughs> and this started playing like <laughs> mid shag. Oh, that's so awful. Yeah, because I also, I think. Oh, check your sex playlist. No, have- check them. I, once a song came on that was my friend's band. <laughs> and I, I can't. I can't listen to the song. Like I, like we both, like of us, were sat up going, "We have to change the music. Check so your sex playlist." And also, if you have, if you're using someone else's Spotify, don't risk it. Because I used to use a mate's sex playlist, and I've had them put the national anthem on whilst <laughs> I was using it, <laughs> like the British one. Which I is think just, I do that. It's quite funny. Yeah, I just think it's awful. And also, in I would say, have your sex playlist like songs that you like. But not ones that you know off by heart because it's too yeah. tempting to just start rapping. Also, if you're going to borrow a friend's sex playlist, check which one is theirs. Because my friend once texted me being like, oh, like, Phoebe, your sex playlist is really weird. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, my sex playlist is, I don't have one. I've got like two songs in it. And she was like, no, it's got like, you know, like um, the song which is like, uh, Mama was king of the, uh, like, Mambo Troy. 
Oh yeah, yeah. the bongo song um, <laughs> in it, and I was like, "What playlist?" I worked through it, and it was like my just kind of like chill music playlist, but it includes the really weird songs. Oh, yeah, I I think you need to have the right vibe. Thoughts on Netflix and chill? Um, I will get too distracted if Netflix is on in the background. I will well, just watch I it. I think it's lazy. Like, you know, like to have that as your your. You know, I'm gonna make vibe. I'm gonna put on Netflix. I don't think I've ever actually Netflix and chilled like intentionally. Because I know from mates who've Netflix and chilled, they'll spend ages looking for a film that they both know they're not gonna watch, and then it's just put on as background noise. You know, and I, I just, I actually would get distracted by the movie. Yeah, I'm. I also comment on movies, so I probably just be talking like, oh, yeah, what I do you think of this scene? My LCA, like literary and cultural analysis, like just analyzing of what oh god i did film at uni yeah and i can imagine how terrible i am talking movie with problematic or you know let me examine this through a post-colonial lens i'll be like this is a really nice shot like how do you think they did this yeah or i love the use of color in this scene it's terrible (laughs) yeah so i would say you know netflix and chill can be fine for sometimes but i wouldn't have it as your go-to sexy move anyway i think we are just about out of time yeah so to conclude the best sex, the sexiest sex, is not just physical, it's also about how you're feeling mentally. So feeling safe, feeling comfortable to express needs and desires. I think that's super, super important. Having chemistry as well as just physical attraction. Yeah. Oh, and last point that I did want to make was for those of us with a vagina, being able to... um, take the time to actually come that's important so yeah because it can take a while oh anyway that was this week's episode of love sex and situationships thank you for being here with us and please come back again